I'm Robert Leslie, and welcome to Spotlight, where your host, J.D. Booth, shares conversations with some of the area's brightest and most interesting personalities. To learn more about Spotlight, check us out at LamptonShield.com for more information and to get the latest show notes for this episode. In the meantime, let's join J.D. now with today's special guest. So we're, we're talking to uh, Brad, I was going to say Jay, but Jay is your son. That's right. Yeah. Brad Loosely, you're the mayor newly elected uh, in October, November, Swore last November. year yes. uh, of the town of Petrolia. Now, you and I have known each other, I guess, mostly through our sons. Uh, and I'm, where, are you, where are you born? Are you born and raised in Petrolia? No, I was uh, I I was raised in Woodstock, Woodstock, and grew up in Woodstock, um, and that's where I met my wife Wendy. Okay, um, and I has uh, at that time I was uh, I've been a uh, professional skating instructor, very good, both in hockey, power, and figure skating. Okay, and uh, uh, a year and a half ago I got they did give me the honor of uh, of fifty years uh, for as a consecutive skating instructor. So. Okay. Pleased with Are you that. still doing that? Not really. I, I help out, but no, yeah. it's uh, and I'm Not still you. a member of the association. But other than the fill in, no, I, I don't have time to do that. But I grew up in Woodstock, and my wife Wendy, her father was the mayor of Woodstock, and okay. that was Mr. Dutton. And that's what really got me interested in the municipal political field. Okay. And at that time, I went through and received my AMCTO. Um, and in, um, actually, in tell, tell me what that is. Okay, it's Association of Municipal Clerks and Treasurers of Ontario. Okay, so you were. What was your first job in that field? Well, actually, my first job. I'll back up a bit. Uh, my first job was I worked for the city of Woodstock on a contract. Okay. And uh, as a clerk, or assistant no, clerk. No, I was in the as a skating instructor. It was nothing to do with the municipal. Okay. Just, and uh, I took my course through Fanshawe College at that time. Uh, it was called the Recreational Leadership Program, and I got involved with the Parks and Recreation. And in 1978 is when Petrolia offered me a job as the Parks and Recreation Coordinator. Okay. And I came to Petrolia in 1978, and I worked as their Parks and Recreation field. Uh, and uh, in the meantime, I had taken the AMCTO and later became what they call a CMO, which is a Certified Municipal Officer, which is something you can go no higher. That's as high as I can go. Mm -hmm. And then in 1985, I was offered the position here as the clerk administrator. Okay. And uh, what we would now call the CAO. That's right. Yeah. I was the clerk administrator. Uh, I became the administrator clerk. Uh, and I was actually a, a, a clerk administrator dash treasurer. And then okay. I was the, turned it around, but to make a long story short, the work was still always the same. Yeah. It was a Just title, different title. Different yeah. titles. Yeah. And then back in, in probably about 2000, they appointed me as the chief administrative officer. Yeah. And then in 2005, uh, and at that time, uh, you know, I was able to retire. Mm -hmm. uh, it wasn't, I don't think, my choice to maybe go quite so soon, but it, uh, in those days, uh, the law, there was no law saying... Uh, you can't ask people to retire. So mm -hmm. I did retire early. Uh, and uh, shortly after that, I had my appreciation night in Petroli, which was great. And both Mike Bradley and Ann Tuplin called and said, you know, we're... We have an opening. Well, no. They said, we're unable to make your appreciation night. We'd like to take you out for lunch. 
and next week. So I said, well, that should be fine. Sure. And I'd worked with Ann, and I'd known Ann yeah. for years. Former former uh, city manager at that uh, point. Yeah, and she was a clerk before that. Yeah. And I'd known Mike And she years. started as a secretary. Oh, way, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And uh, anyway, the night before, she, I was out. She left a message on the phone and said, Brad, we want to offer you a position. Uh, and we didn't want to put you on the spot. So I want to give you a heads up. So I said, fine. I showed up at the meeting. And uh, they offered me a position as the deputy clerk for um, a six-month period to fill in for the present deputy who was on disability. Mm. And I thought, well, I, that's fine with me. And it just enough. Six months turned into more than that. Almost eight years. Yeah. And when I finally did retire, um, and I'd given actually a couple notes to the city. The first one, uh, they said, well, Brad, would you continue working for four days a week? And we'll still give you your EDO or Happy Friday. And I yeah. thought, well, that's pretty reasonable. So I said, sure. Although I don't mind saying... I'm from the old school. I still did the work that needed to be done no matter what. How many, so, regardless of how many days. That's right. And that's just the way I am. Yeah. And, but at the end of the day, um, when I finally was going, and, and uh, Mike put his hand on my shoulder and said, well, Brad, you did fulfill your six-month commitment. <laughs> and I never forgot it. So, yeah. But I don't mind saying I, I enjoyed working with the city. I enjoyed working with Mike Bradley. Uh, he was probably the most educated that understand the system of all the mayors I've ever worked with in my 35-year, 40-year almost career. Um, and again, my father-in-law, who was a mayor, taught me a lot too. But I can tell you, Mike Bradley was probably the best mayor I've ever worked for. And I know there's been issues, but I'm going to tell you, I worked up on that second floor for eight years. Never had a problem. I enjoyed working with Mike. Yeah. So you left there when? I left there in 2013, okay. 13, 14 from the city of Sarnia, yes. So did you work anywhere else? Uh, yes, I did. Um, but actually, when I, when I did retire, that was an election year, 2013, yeah. later in, and I, I think I left in the spring. And there were members in this community that said, Brad, would you consider running for mayor? In here, in Petroleum. Here, Petroleum. Yeah. And I had said, I felt that, you know what, I just retired. There's things I want to do. I want to spend a little time and get... You got a whole list of I things. Wanted, I did, because I was so busy, and you know what it's like. And yep. So I said, no, I'm, I'm not ready to do that. Um, and, but uh, shortly after, Oil Springs uh, needed to hire a new administrator, and they were in a mess, and, and I know the mayor, Ian Veen, and... Uh, I said to Ian Veen just casually one day, you know, if you ever get stuck, give me a, give me a call. Well, he Next called. Day. <laughs> well, Next day. just about. He called me, and it was a Tuesday night, and he had the whole council there, and I was on speakerphone, and and he said, Brad, well, you know, I, we we're kind of in a mess out here. Would you consider coming in and helping us out? And uh, I thought, well, I, I could do that. And he said, would you help us hire somebody? And I said, fine. And I said, when would you like me to start? Yesterday. He said, tomorrow. <laughs> and I said, you know what? I'm committed, but I will start. I come out on Monday. And yeah. I went there in September, the middle of September. So this is still 13 now, isn't no, it? No, no. This is probably about 15 now. Okay. So you had, a, you had a couple of years to I did. get whittled I did. through the list. I did. And uh, I stayed from middle of September to the end of December. And we finally found someone, and it was it was difficult because Oil Springs is a smaller community, and it, I mean they didn't yeah. pay a lot. But we we did have, and I don't mind t telling you some of these stories that uh, a couple we had, and the one that was really good, 
after we ran a check, I found out she was up for fraud. Mm. And the police had, had issued an order, the judge that she not worked for a municipality, and she was way, way up north. But anyway, yeah. we had a terrible time, but we finally found someone, and uh, I had made uh, plans to go to Florida for uh, two weeks, two yeah. to three weeks. Yeah. And uh, the mayor said, well, that's fine, but don't start the guy until you come back because we want you to train him. Yeah. So I said, that's fine. So uh, I came back the end of January and stayed on till probably mid-March to help okay. the group by. And he's still there now. So that would have been 16 then? About 16, yeah. 16, yeah. yeah. So is that the gap between... Are, are we some, is there something else, or did you no, just kind of go back into retirement? Or yeah, well then that that was uh, that would be seventeen, and then that was the year the eighteen was the election year. Yeah. So I finished in say mid February, and then that's when I started to think about things. But I don't mind saying um, I'd thought about it, but it was one person, and his name was Lou Pretanic, and he's the one that convinced me at the end of the day to run for mayor. Okay. And I, I hummed and hawed, I wasn't going to, and I was, but um, he, uh, and then they had a few people mention it, so I thought I'd give it a, a run. But I don't mind telling you that we had to start early, like you had to register by the end of July, mm -hmm. where it used to be like the second week in September. Yeah. And this uh, came- July of 18, you had to- That's right, yeah. you had to be registered, which to me is too long. For a municipal government, I mean, the province can put an election on in what three, two, three weeks, yeah. uh, and yet the municipality took in the. I mean, it wasn't until November or October, when the October twenty fifth, voting day. So it was a long election period. But I love what I'm doing, uh, and it's what I want to do. I've got myself organized. I got a great spot at the house and a huge counter. I have everything laid out. Because as mayor, I also sit on as county council. Yes. So uh, and uh, so I'm a. And, and that's not insignificant amount of time because you're not you're you're representing the people of Petrolia on that council, but you're also you know rep you're also part of the federation as the mayor of of Petrolia. Right. And there's a lot of stuff that comes to council. Yes. You're right, uh, county council, yeah, that's nothing like a municipal council that work in a municipality at all. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm proud to say, too, I'm, I'm also on, uh, I, I didn't know I was going to get moved up maybe so quickly, but I just started also as the rep of the Conservation Authority Board, St. Clair Region Conservation. Yes, yes based and in Strathroy, right. And I'm now promoted, I am, I'm now on their executive committee, so I'm looking forward to that, too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So... What what has surprised you? Be, you know, you've been in Petrolia a long time, like 40, 40, 40 years. Yeah, 40 years, 41 years. Yeah. Uh, my oldest son was born in 78, so I can, I can do the math. Yeah. Um, so what intrigued you about doing a leadership, it, being the chief elected leader of town of Petrolia? Well, there's a couple things. I think... Um, my experience over the years working with different mayors uh, gave me a good insight of what I feel is the mandate for the mayor versus the administrator. Um, uh, I think uh, uh, working in the uh, city of Sarnia, 
and uh, the town of Petrolia gave me a good balance between a large center and a small center and the idea of picking what I think is the medium the best for both. And the other thing is, um, as you know, just before election year, Petroli was going through some difficult times in the municipal arena. And there was issues with, and I don't want to get into like with staffing and the yeah, people, yeah. there was a number of issues. People were upset. And um, like, I love this town. Um, and I, uh, I think we're, we could do better than that. And I, I, I thought, if, if you think that way, and, you, and I, I wanted to do this as mayor, I've thought about it, but I thought, I, I think I can make a difference. And what Petrolia has gone through for a while, I think, has been bad press. And Petrolia has always been good at setting the lead, setting the precedent, um, doing different things or thinking outside the box, but working as a community. Uh, John, we're, we're, um, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not the JD like the idea of the arguing and the fighting. I want a council that I'm pleased with to work together and I think I've got the experience as a mayor to run and lead council meetings. And there's not much you can bring to me, uh, Jay, that's uh, a, bit a surprise. I've just about seen everything in yeah. local government that... Uh, well, I, I, I'm not going to say you're unique, but you're, it's certainly unusual for someone to be the mayor having at one point been the administrator as well. That's and right. then having the clerk experience and understanding the municipal act and the requirements and and then being you know a longtime resident of petroleum that sort of all is a nice combination a nice uh, you know good tasting soup if you will right oh I agree there's I mean I've I've done all the different municipal positions over the years when we've had you know the commissioner the passed away and I had to basically do his job for a year. Parks and Rec, the person was away, I had to do that for yeah. a year. And in a small town, you do all those things because you don't have the staff to specialize. But you're right, it's unique. I think I have to be careful just to keep on the, on the side of administration not to get into the day-to-day -day issues. Well, I guess you can almost you can almost put yourself in the in the shoes of the person who's in that job now. Yes. And say, how would you feel if you know if you were on the other end of it? Absolutely, it's yeah. perfect. And now the administrator uh, just got promoted like a year and a half ago. He was a former treasurer. He's been here about six years, so he's still finding his way too. But the other thing is, I'm also aware of how long maybe some things take to complete. Um, you, you can't, pardon the expression, give me the gears on this, is, you have to do all this or you can't do this, but I can say, actually, you can do this and this pretty quickly because I've done it before. Yeah. But I think it just gives me an overall insight, though, on what they're going through. But I, I do need to make sure they understand from a political point how that affects the, my political end with my sure my council. Well, in some respects, I mean, you're uh, no no uh, disrespect, but you're you're sort of the grandfather because you you can give advice where um, you know you, you they know that you're doing it for in your in their best interest. That's right. Yeah. Or I can at least you know caution them to say you know what a few years ago that happened and this was the end result. Yeah. So. Uh, not that, it, not that it can't happen better, but be aware of right. the potholes. Right, that's right. And, uh, and I caution them quite often for that very thing.
But I do live, uh, I'm not living in the past. I mean, the past is gone, but I do use the past for experience. But I am looking, looking ahead. So I think I know the answer to this, but you made it, you could have probably worked here in an office, right? It's happened before. Um, you chose to work from home. Is that just a lifestyle choice? Uh, why, why work from home? Well, and I, you're talking about some. I work from home, so I, I can see the benefits of it. There's pros and cons. Now, when this building was built, and I was very instrumental because I was here when the fire, and I built this, and I know the building very well, the office right next door was to be the mayor's office. Okay. And the, uh, the good thing about that um, is that, you know, you could set times where you could say, if you want to see the mayor, he's in Monday, Wednesday, Friday from, yeah. say, 9 to 12. Yeah. Versus at home, you're basically on call seven days a week. And I know that. And I, I accept that. Um, but the other thing is because we've become so busy here and the theater is doing so well, they're utilizing the old mayor's office for other things. Yeah. And for me to, and I, you know, I could go to council and say, you know, move them out. And, yeah. But I, I want to tell you the theater, and there was a report that just went to council uh, on Monday at the council meeting saying how our, we're at 56% sold out. Yeah. Uh, for this upcoming season. For this upcoming season, and we haven't even started yet. It'll start yeah. at the end of the month. Yeah. The theater, and I don't know if you've been out at all, JD, but the uh, quality of our shows, I am absolutely thrilled with. Yeah. The uh, quality is second to none to uh, Toronto or any other large center. And uh, we expect to bring in somewhere between 47 and 50,000 people to see our shows. And we are extending it to October. So, um, but... I'm thrilled that not only do we do this, but people are getting a good bang for their buck. They're getting good entertainment. What, what kinds of challenges um, are you facing as, as a municipality? What, what are some of the, you know, what are the top two or three items that you'd like to take care of in this first term? Well, I think, I think, well, there's always issues regarding your roads and reconstructions and where you need to get caught up. Um, I'm thrilled because I went to Toronto in December uh, and they just completed our new sewage treatment plant, which I really didn't have anything to do with. But it was a $22 million project of which the feds and the province gave us a third and a third. Mm -hmm. I think we got $14 million, which was a huge project. But... I guess what I'm saying is the town has, has gone through some major projects, which is great. Um, I think the big thing for me is to get the support of the community, the trust of the community back with council to get things done. And I want to tell you something I'm really proud of, J.D., and that is uh, we did apply for uh, a grant for our, our water treatment plant out of Brights Grove. And uh, we had Enniskillen Agree, Oil Springs, and Euphemia Dawn, they didn't have to put any money in, but they use, we sell water to them. Yeah. And uh, they agreed to sign on the application. So when we sent the application, it was for all the municipalities. Mm -hmm. The minister was absolutely thrilled. And in, in regards to that... Is this the new government? Uh, this is just was done before... Uh, this was actually put in place before the new government came okay. in. But it's been approved... And we yep. have so and so, but it was for eight million dollars. The province gave us seven. 
Seven million, we put in one. Mm. And that's good news. And uh, so that is being done as we speak. So I'm really pleased yeah, with well, that. Yeah, well, I live in Brights Grove, so I, I see it all the time. Okay. You're messing up the roads, but it's fine. <laughs> well, we, and you know, years ago, we put a new water line in. There's a yeah. new water line all the way across. But I guess what I'm saying is some of these big projects um, are just getting completed that I'm really pleased with. Yeah. The other thing is, as you know, the government and the federal government has just offered a number of dollars on a new grant, and I think we have until the second week of May to apply. Councils approved the project, but uh, uh, and it was for, and it's interesting because uh, we used to get one-third, one-third, one-third. Well, this time, the uh, federal government first said, Brad, we'll give you 40% towards a road project. And trying to get the province to see if they would change and move up. The province said, nope, we're going to stay at 33%. Well, a few weeks later, the feds come back and said, Brad, we're going to give you 50%. But the province still never moved. But so 50%, 33%. So you got 83%. 87%. So, okay. So we're, pu- no, yeah, we're putting in, yeah, 83. We're putting in 17 percent or 17 cents on the dollar hmm. so now the project's not approved but we are what is the project it. the project is to redo greenfield street out here okay wingfield street uh touch uh, move up along dufferin to and wingfield the last part is terrible and then we're going to do school and walnut street yeah that's the proposal now the the big thing for me is on uh wingfield it's still an old cement storm sewer. Mm. That's how old it is. So, but I guess to get back to what you were asking, some of these big projects, I'm really pleased that needed to be done or getting done. The other thing is, is um, I'm really working hard at trying to hold the dollars and move our debenturing down. We were sitting at, when I came in, at about $10 million to town. And if you remember back in 97, uh, two, 2000, no, 1997, John Fair was the finance chairman. The town declared they were actually debt-free at that time. Mm. Um, so we were at 10. We're now back. We're down to nine now. And everything we're doing this year, we're financing on our own, which I'm really pleased with. In other words, borrowing from ourselves. So you're paying down the debt as well? Yes. Okay. So uh, I, I'm... But... At the same token, if you follow the mill rate and taxes, petroleum is the highest in the county. Mm. I'm not happy with that. I don't mind being near the top because I feel you don't want to be. You don't, I don't want. Wa- I don't want to be at the top. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I'm working hard with the treasurer and the, and the administrator, who's combined, to try and keep it down. And hopefully, the other communities, if they got to get a new sewage treatment plan or water treatment, they're into mega dollars. Will move us up a little closer. Yeah. Yeah. City is second. The city of Sardinia is right behind us. So what else are you working on? Well, there's always a number of things. I don't want to get into different things. On uh, uh, I've uh, set up a uh, finance chairman uh, that they never had before, and this finance person. This is on is, the this is on the council. This is on the council. So this is new, and so he now I am bringing back to council a list of the accounts. Uh, that was stopped, and a lot of municipalities, maybe a lot, don't do it. Smaller ones still do it. But what it is, is um, all of council will get a list of the expenditures, not salaries, those yep, types of things, yep. but all the others every two weeks so they can actually see where we're spending the money. Before, they only got a report saying we spent 700000 this month. And if you asked a councillor, well, what was that for? They wouldn't know. They wouldn't know. 
This way they can look it up and say, oh, that's because we did this or this or this. Yeah. So that's and they can thing. then become advocates for what you want to do in the future. That's right. And I think it's really important that council is aware of where the money's going. The other thing was I set up a uh, planning chairperson. And uh, now I know it's all a council, but what I do is when the f finance part or the other thing is, too, is the finance person also looks after municipal services. I step out of the chair and he steps in the chair. And same with the planner, or not the planner, but a counselor takes the chair. I step out of the chair when we're dealing with planning issues. And that's a change. So then you can discuss it? Yes. We, okay. we actually do it. Well, not only that, not just so I can discuss it. It's because I'm giving him the role every time. This isn't just a one-time thing where I could appoint someone in the chair. This is the idea of, of appointing him on the special committee also that meets on with all the staff that do the site plan agreements and development before there was no political involvement. Now there is. So I've done those little things, uh, J.D. The other thing I've done too is at one time they allowed staff to act as the chairperson of committees. And I've, uh, I, I'm changing that so that Staff give advice, they do the agenda. I mean, they can't vote anyway, so why would they chair it? They can't break ties. It's just, it's something that it just got started and, and I'm just not thrilled with that. So uh, that's been changed. So they will be the resource person, give advice. They still don't vote, but the actual committee made up of appointed people and counselors, excuse me, they'll select their own chairperson. Good. So, so as we wrap this up, any, any, uh, words that you'd like to leave my listeners um, about uh, Town of Petrolia and what you're hoping, uh, <coughs> hoping big picture to accomplish? I think uh, what I want to get is the uh, people to realize, <coughs> excuse me, Petrolia is open for business. I know you've heard that before. My new slogan, if you call, we say good morning, good afternoon, Town of Petrolia. It's how can I help you? When you come to the desk downstairs, the office staff will say, how can I help you? Well, they were very welcoming when I came in this morning. That's right. And I feel very strongly, and I don't like to use the word customer service because it's a service, but people have to come to the town for like a building permit or whatever. It's not like they can go to another place sure. to compete. So I don't like calling it customer service, but it's the idea that we're open for business. The other thing, we really go out of our way to promote development. And uh, I'm a great push. We had our first uh, meeting or luncheon yesterday for all the industries in the town of Petrolia. So the industrial people, leaders, were invited out for a luncheon. We had a guest speaker. We had door prizes. But uh, it was the idea of saying we not only are going out to look for business, but really appreciate the industries that are already here. Mm. So, but I, I, wanna, I want people to say, if you cannot work out an arrangement in the town of Petrolia, you can't work out an arrangement anywhere. Great. Brad, thanks very much for this. Appreciate it. Thank you. And that's our episode of Spotlight for today. Join us again for another conversation with J.D. Booth, founder and editor of LamptonShield.com. You can click subscribe wherever you found this podcast or check us out at LamptonShield.com where you'll find the latest episodes of Spotlight. For J.D. Booth, I'm Robert Leslie. Thank you for listening. Until next time, we hope you shine bright in everything you do.